Holy camoly. Uh, this is going to be a good episode. It is all about a reset of the mindset. The mindset reset. Uh, I thought that this would be a really cool topic to have a conversation about uh, coming into the new year, really resetting your mindset. And I think there's some fresh stories that I share. There's some new content. And really, it's a three-step process of not just coming into the new year and setting some new intentions and new goals. It's truly transforming your life. And I share the exact process that I use, uh, that I help my clients use, all that good stuff. So let's get into the podcast all about resetting your mindset. You are listening to the Expert Edge Podcast. This is the place where experts come to command the stage, position themselves as authorities and scale their business up. Get ready to access your next level of potential with your host, Colin Boy. So what actually creates results? What what is the difference between going from last year or sorry, this year 2023 uh coming into 2024? What is the very thing that creates actual results? It's not a new year's resolution. It's not a new year on a new number. It is a change in philosophy and belief. And today's conversation, I want to go deep into a three-step process that I've used to change my life continually and evolve to new levels uh, and to new levels of identity in who I am, how I show up, what I attract into my life. Uh, This is a mindset reset. And I want this to be a transformational experience for you uh, in terms of this conversation. I want this to be so good that at the end of it, you feel compelled to share it with a few, one or two of your friends in the industry or share it on social. That's how good I want this to be because I want this to literally change your life. So let's get into a conversation about what it means to actually change your results so that at the end of 2024, you haven't just done another year doing the same thing You've actually created an entire new experience of your world and of yourself. So if you've ever wondered what you believe, in other words, like what you truly believe about yourself, about life, because you know how sometimes beliefs are, they feel like uh, very conceptual, very esoteric, very kind of hard to get a hold of. But the truth is that they're actually very evident in your life a lot more than you realize. In fact, have a look look around you. I want you to have a look at the relationships that you have, how they function. I want you to look at your business, maybe how many employees you have, how many clients you have, what you charge for what you do. I want you to look at your health. And the level of health, vitality, energy that you have in your life. I want you to look at your environment you live in, right? The car you drive. Like all of these things can seem external from us. They can seem like, oh, no, they're the circumstances of my life. But here's the truth. The truth is that the circumstances are of your life 
are your beliefs. In other words, what you've created externally in your life, the clients you have, how much you charge, the relationships you have, how much drama you have in your life, uh, how much vitality and energy you have in your life. All of this is a result of what you believe about life and about yourself. Now, you may say to me, Colin, that's a little bit harsh. You know, surely stuff can happen where it's not really your beliefs. And I actually do agree with that. I'm not, I'm not an extremist with this stuff. Like some people teach this to such an extreme where they're like, no, on some level, you actually believe that at one moment when you were three years old and that actually created this result. <laughs> I'm, I'm not that guy, right? I, I'm not, I feel like that's like, uh, it's kind of like an all or nothing mentality. That, that, is, that, that is not my experience of life or my belief systems. I buy into the belief that, that over the period of your life, and I, I, I'm looking for patterns. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for, I'm not looking for, oh, you had one circumstance happen in your life that where you were a victim of something that happened. And it's like, oh, that's because you believe that. You know what? Stuff can happen. Like, I mean, look at the crazy stuff that's happening in the world, all the wars and all the, you know, all the stuff that goes down. Stuff just happens. I actually believe that stuff can, because it's, there is an erraticness still to how life works. But I do believe that over a period of time, if you look at your life, you look at the trajectory of your life over the last three years or maybe longer, you look at the patterns in your life based on your income, based on your friends, based on your health based on your spiritual practices, you look at the trajectory of your life and the habits you've built in your, into your life and those results that you have, maybe how much money you've saved. Like you look at over the last three years, how much money you have saved is on some level a reflection of what you believe about life and about yourself and how you operate. Does that make sense? And so what I want you to do is I want you to take responsibility, not for like a random circumstance that happened in your life. I want you to first go get awareness before we even take responsibility. I just want you to get awareness and acknowledge in yourself that sense of, okay, maybe, just maybe the results I'm creating, the relationships I have, whether it's drama, whether it's, whether it's crazy, whether it's, whether it's peaceful, Maybe that is a reflection of what I believe about my life. Um, I think it's Dan Sullivan who says that all progress starts with the truth. Uh, I love Jim Rowan. Jim Rowan says, uh, if someone's an idiot, he doesn't need motivation. Because if someone's an idiot, they, you motivate the person, he just becomes a motivated idiot. Not everyone needs motivation. They need, they need direction, right? And so what I'm doing here, is I'm going, I'm and I'm speaking to myself as well, right? Because there's always new levels. I'm going, what is, what's the direction of my thinking and my beliefs at the moment? And how is that manifesting in my life and creating the life that I have right now? So over the, I'm talking about over the long haul. I mean, you, you look at some of the most incredible people 
that have walked this planet, like people like a Nelson Mandela, right? He was in jail for majority of his life. But because of his belief system, when he came out of jail, he ended up being the leader of the entire country. I mean, that is just mind-blowing when you think about it. And ended up creating an entire revolution that impacted the world and still impacts the world right now. And so you could say, oh, you know, Nelson must have had the wrong thoughts because he was in jail. No, but you look at the trajectory of his life and the patterns that he created in his life. And from a, from a leadership perspective, from an influence perspective, he must have had very strong beliefs about that. And I'm not saying every area of his life was perfect, but I'm saying like from a from that leadership perspective, like look at look at what he created. I think about someone like Richard Branson. Richard Branson, uh, one of my friends actually spent some time on Necker Island recently, and he sent me this video because Richard has has very intense, very strong um, dyslexia, and uh, and he sent me this video because because one of my friends, his daughter has dyslexia. And, and this video was from Richard basically saying, congratulations, I'm so excited that you have dyslexia. I have dyslexia as well. It's one of the greatest gifts that you can have. Like, it's so cool. Like watching Richard literally say, congratulations, I've heard you've got dyslexia, right? And all of the, you know, I know for me, like you've, if you look at those sort of those areas like dyslexia, there's so many negative you know, connotations to it. But you see Richard Branson say congratulations to my friend's daughter for being <laughs> diagnosed with dyslexia. What does Richard believe about his dyslexia? He be- it's a gift for him, right? He believes it's a gift. Look at what he's created. I mean, what, what's so fascinating? So Richard, he's a guy with dyslexia. One of his first ventures was a magazine. <laughs> I mean, who does that, right? When you think about it, one of his first ventures was a magazine. And then he obviously got into music and then he got into flight and airspace travel and all the cool stuff that he's doing. But you look at the trajectory of his life and despite his circumstances, despite what, how he grew up and all that sort of stuff, he had a belief system that allowed him to access certain things and take certain actions in your life. Uh, Many years ago, when I was starting my coaching business, I remember I was a couple of years into it. I was kind of like around a year and a half, two years into it. And I think I was uh, was making about $60,000 in my coaching business a year, right? About $6,000 a month or so. And I remember saying to myself going like, you know what? I'm so worth $100,000. Like, I, I, I like I remember saying to myself like, okay, I you know I'm a hundred thousand dollar coach. I you know I and I remember looking at other people and thinking, how on earth are they making like five hundred thousand dollars? And I'm and I'm and I'm going, I'm I feel like I'm pretty good at what I do, and I'm not making anywhere near as much money as them. And I remember like looking at that and and kind of going through it and and telling myself, oh yeah, I'm definitely like you know a hundred. I'm worth a hundred thousand dollars. And I remember the thing that changed my life was when I basically came to an abrupt sense of reality. <laughs> this is the thing that changed my life. When I realized I needed, to, I needed to stop just thinking or I needed to stop wanting 
to be a $100,000 coach or a million dollar coach or whatever it was and start facing the reality that no, I'm a $60,000 coach. Like that is what I am bringing to the market. That is my capacity right now. That is what I believe I am worth right now. And so it's kind of counterintuitive, but at the start, I think one of the best things you can do is face the truth. And so, like I said, Dan Sullivan says, all progress starts with the truth. And so the first thing you have to do as you come into 2024 is to face the truth. And it's, there's no, and I want you to take all, no, there's no shame in this. There's no like, oh, but I should be at this level. I should be like, don't shoot on yourself, right? Don't do any shooting or, you know, I should have done that or I should have done this or whatever. Like none, 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 none of that stuff. All I want you to do is face the truth, like face the reality of what your results are currently in your life. And that could be health-wise, that could be relational, that could be spiritual, whatever it is, right? And so rather than telling yourself something that you're not at the start, you do an inventory of your life and go, that's actually what I believe. Like come to that, that sense of reality. And so for me, when I realized and I first acknowledged the fact that, okay, I am a $60,000 coach. I'm not a $100,000 coach. I'm not, I'm, I'm just, I'm just not that right. When I, when I, when I was first starting my coaching business, that was, that was where I was at. And when I took ownership of that, something magic happened. It actually created this, this real sense of fire within me to go, okay, if this is $60,000 a year as a coach, what would it, actually look like to be $300,000 a year. Like rather than rather than making up some idea that I am a $100,000 or a multi six figure coach, rather than making some idea up at the start, I face the reality of no how I'm showing up, my prices, my marketing, my systems, um like what I'm doing, how I'm showing up in my, and just the level of commitment that I'm bringing to my business is $60,000, which was actually less than I used to, than I was earning in my corporate role. Um, and so, so this first experience is where the transformation begins. I know for me, it's probably the most powerful part of the experience but I, like I said, I don't want you to take on any shame. There's no like, oh, you should. So as soon as your brain starts to go, yeah, but you should be doing better. Like just acknowledge that part of you and go, thank you. Thank you for, thank you for, you know, <laughs> wanting me to do better. But the reality is, is that this is where I'm at. Now, the cool thing is it doesn't stop here. This is just where we need to start, right? We need to face the truth. That's the start of the transformation. The second part of the transformation is you have to clarify what the beliefs are that you must take on in order to create the life that you want. So what I mean by that is, is you need to start looking at, and you know, if I actually, if I re-describe this, it is you have to get clear on 
the life you actually want. So that, that really is point two, because point three is creating the beliefs. But point two is, is actually going, what life do I want? What life am I going to visualize and create? I'm, I'm currently reading or I'm listening because I don't do much reading. I, I do a lot of audio books. I'm, I'm listening to a book called Half Time by Bob Buford. And halftime, the concept is this idea that in the first half of our life, we are in hunter-gatherer mode. We work super hard. We're trying to get success. We're trying to get all this sort of stuff. And then at some point in our life, once we've reached a level of success, we've worked a certain amount of hours or we've done, you know, we've put in a certain amount of hours, we stop and we have like a half-time break and we go... We reassess and go, how can I move from success to significance, as he, he says it? And it's like a half-time break of going, what, what must I believe about life and about myself in order that the second half of my life has significant impact compared to the first half? Another way he says it is, how must what must I believe about myself and about life in order that the second half of my life um, is 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 tiny compared to you know compared to the first half, right? It just it overwhelms the impact. And it's not just about money, it's about like how you want to live your life. And I, I, I attended a seminar recently and there was a guy who was speaking from this book. That's what inspired me to go and read it. And he went through this exercise, which I want all of us to do. I think this is so powerful. And it's basically writing, if you were to come to the end of your life and it was perfect, exactly how you would want it to be, what would it look like? Like, what would it actually look like? What would your health look like? What would your relationships look like? What would your, you know, life look like? I wrote down a few ideas. And, and, and what he does, what, what they were doing was he suggested putting it onto a, a like a small piece of paper and like laminating it, right? <laughs> Do you remember laminate? <laughs> Do you remember what laminating? Oh, how good was laminating? When you when laminating was like a big thing, I haven't laminated something for ages, but I'm I'm going to laminate this. I'm I'm going through this process right now, right? So I'm gonna I probably have to go up to like Kinkos or something to get it laminated. But um, you you put it on a small little card, laminate it, and you put it in your wallet, and it's 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 a it's a verbal description of the visual picture of what you want in your life when when it ends, right? And how you want to be like. Kind of like describing like the second half of your life, how you want it to be. And I wrote down a few things that was like, you know, I am fit, healthy, and active. I've built a business and wealth that gives me cash flow to live my life with absolute freedom. My relationship with Sarah, my wife, is deep, honest, and partnered. I have fun and a deep relationship with my kids. Um, I live on the water and in an aesthetically luxurious house. I am globally connected, respected, and I travel the world sharing my ideas. Like that, that's some of mine, right? <laughs> like that makes me excited. 
And it's not just about the stuff, it's about the journey of becoming that person of contributing, right? And so this is like, for me, this is like a draft version. I'm like working on this right now, but I wanted to share that with you guys as my podcast community, because I want you to create that for yourself, right? Create that vision of what life would look like if it was perfect. And sometimes some of you may have some resistance to that. You may, you may have like, yeah, but Colin, like life can't be perfect. And it's not even about that. I know life can't be perfect, but we must create a vision and start to live from that place. Because the third part of this process is to write down and get clear on what must I believe about myself? How must I show up to create that? And I love this exercise because uh, he talks about the fact that, you know, when he's going through like TSA or something like that, he pulls it out and he looks at it. Like it's like a continual reminder of who he is becoming. And I think that the more you remind yourself of this, and it could even just be reminding yourself of this, like these are essentially, I mean, these are beliefs. The way I wrote them is I wrote them as beliefs. So part two and part three kind of like integrate together. And I, when I wrote down, I am fit, healthy, and active, right? I am globally connected, respected, and I travel the world sharing my ideas. Like I'm writing it as I am. These are statements. These are declarative statements of who I am. Not, not just who I'm becoming, but who I am right now. Now, I don't have all of this in my life right now. I don't have all of it, but... But for me, I'm like, that is who I am right now, even though it's not who I am, right? It's like you have to hold, there, there is a lot of um, complexities in life. And I think that the ability to be able to hold something of who you are, but also know that that's who you're becoming. So who you are right now, it's like going, declaring, this is who I am right now, but you also know that that's who you're becoming when you hold that juxtaposed thoughts and those contrasting thoughts in your in your mind, and I and I feel like there's, I mean, that takes maturity to be able to do that, and it takes practice, and it takes a a, a working through limiting beliefs because maybe for some of you it, it brings up like, oh, Colin, how could you think that about you? Like it's that's so prideful, <laughs> right? Like especially coming from Australia. There's this thing called the tall poppy syndrome, which is which is like you know if you're a tall poppy, like a poppy is like a obviously a, a, a flower. If you grow above all the other poppies, you get cut off. Like the, your head just goes boom. It's like you get cut off. That's the tall poppy syndrome. It's very much in Australia. It's not in America. America is like go after your dreams. That's awesome, man. You're amazing, fantastic. This is great. Go after it. <laughs> right. That's like America, which is. One of the one of the main reasons why why we came to the U.S. and established our business here, because for me, like I really resonate with that. Like I'm like go I'm like go after your dreams, like go after it. But to be honest, I had I had to work through a lot of things that still had a lot of. I mean, I know for me, I had a lot of poverty mentality growing up of of being fearful of investing into into things in my business, investing and spending money and then spending money on like random things. I remember I bought, when I, when I first got married, my wife will uh, testify to this. When we first got married, there was like, the, there was this phone that came out, it was called the O2. And 
I had to get it. It was like $1,200. Like it was really expensive. And this is, you know, this is 18. I've been married for 18 years. This is when we first got married and I went out and bought that. I actually bought it on one of those interest-free credit cards and I didn't pay it off. So I like got into like into credit card debt and uh, it wasn't fun at the time. Um, but I remember like, that's how I would spend my money. I would like do stupid stuff like that rather than actually thinking how to actually invest my money. And then I would be fearful to like spend money on, on my own personal development or spend money on my own uh, business or what I wanted to do. Right? I didn't have a business then, but it was more like, like spend money on things that actually would, would build my life. And then I'd do stupid stuff. Maybe you're still doing that. Maybe, maybe that's a pattern in your life. And it's, and it's taking this idea of going, I love the idea of curiosity of going, if you notice yourself doing that, just going, that's fascinating, right? There's no like, oh, I should be doing different stuff. No, no, no. Take the should off and just go, that's really fascinating that you're doing that. I, in fact, I just, it was in time of this recording, it was actually yesterday I, I did a coaching session with our elite coaching group. And there's, we have a beautiful member in our, in, our, in our community and I was coaching her and um, I was coaching her on a model. Like, so she, was, she, had a, she had a framework that she was working on. She wanted some thoughts and ideas. And we're going through the framework and I was like, you know, we're, we're, it, was, it was fine. Like we're working on the framework. And then she said this one sentence, this one phrase, which was, uh, I'm... Like she said something, it was like a phrase of like, I'm really afraid of speaking. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, can we talk about that for a minute? Because I feel like we're not addressing the right thing. And we went deep into her thinking and her philosophy. And it moved from like a technical coaching session to a belief shifting, identity shifting coaching session. And we worked through some really phenomenal stuff. And she gifted us and me with a beautiful um, experience of exploring what was going on in her world and, and uncovering the beliefs. And then, and then I got the privilege to lead her out of that and creating new beliefs and starting to implement that, which is, so I'm just excited about her journey and she's changing so much. That's what we do in our elite program. It's like insane, right? And so but what I'm saying here is that the journey of transformation is, is first of all going, what do I believe currently? What do I, what's my vision look like? Like declare in a belief way who you are. And if your life was perfect, what would that look like? And then, and then it's the process of, I know for me, I go through different seasons and I'll literally write out my beliefs every day. Like I write them out. I get them into my body. I ask myself those questions. I put them in my wallet. Like I remind myself, I put myself in rooms of where I viscerally get exposed to a greater level. The reason why I, I join programs whether it's coaching programs, why I hire a coach, why I join masterminds, all sorts of stuff, why I put myself in rooms is not to go in the room. It's to actually, it's, not, it's more than just creating a relationship with someone. It's when I see someone doing something on a greater level, it exposes me to a new belief system that I didn't want or I didn't have access to. And so one of, I know for me, shifting beliefs and identity for me 
is getting clear on what I want. That's one, one way of doing it. Putting myself in rooms that are going to stretch me. Um, doing and taking on projects that are going to stretch me. Uh, whether that be a bigger launch or a bigger promotion or something like that. Like I lean into that and take on bigger projects. So all of that stuff helps me to recreate and redefine myself. And so, like I said, today's conversation is a mindset reset. Has this been valuable? Has it been helpful? I trust and I hope it has. If it has, could you share it with someone? Like hit, just go to, the, go to your uh, podcast platform on your phone hit the share button and text it to like one or two of your friends and go like, hey, I thought, I thought of you. I thought this, you would really like this. This was a great podcast. <laughs> I love that. I'm, I'm telling you that it's a great podcast and it's my podcast, but you get it, right? You get it. I just that is, how, that is how this podcast grows. It's one of the key ways that it grows because people like you share it with the world. So thank you so much for being a part of our podcast community. I'm excited about 2024. It's going to be a phenomenal year. Uh, it's going to be the best year we you've ever had. It's going to be the best year I've ever had. I, I'm deciding. It's going to be the best year. Is there going to be challenges? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. But I've decided I'm, I'm, I'm going to go after it. I'm going to go after. I actually wrote to my elite community, we, we send out a, a newsletter once a month, just kind of like share me sharing my heart um, with some certain things. And, and that's what I was declaring in the newsletter. I was like, I'm going to go, we're going to go after it in 2024. Like we're going to lean into this baby and we're going to go after it. And I'm going to lead the way. I want everyone to come with me. I'm, I'm in the Peloton riding with everyone else and uh, I'm ready to gear up and to go. And so thank you so much for being a part of the community. Please share it with a friend. Uh, take a screenshot, share it on social media, tag me at Colin Boyd. And I just love to, um, love to interact with you. Bless you guys. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll see you really soon. Why is it so hard to know what content to include in your speeches and webinars? Knowing which ideas to keep in and what to leave out is the difference between just getting claps or signing clients. If you're really serious about making your content highly persuasive, make sure to download the Persuasive Content Builder while it's still available. Go to www.persuasivecontentbuilder.com and get your step-by-step -step formula for designing and delivering content that connects with your audience and moves them to join your programs. Until then, we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Expert Edge.